you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast. I am your host, Sean Little, joined by my guy, always on the Thursday edition of Buckets, Joe Dallaire. JD, how you doing, baby? Dude, we're doing good. Had a nice holiday and everything, so we got a, finally got a good Thursday slate, man. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. I um, I sweated out a L in the Bucks Bulls. Oh the tonight as we record this on uh wednesday night for thursday but we're always looking forward always looking to make a play had a great time on the bet stream hit a couple bets there hit the same game parlay on the timberwolves pelicans but we move forward let's look at this thursday slate jd give me your best bet my best bet is the clippers plus six against the boston celtics clippers are on the road here but, uh, but I like this. I think it's a little bit too much on the spread. What are you on? All right. I'm on the same game, but I'm, I'm going off the beaten path here a little bit. Avisa Zubac, under 19 and a half <laughs> points, rebounds, and assists, minus wow. 115. All okay. Right, JD, talk to me. Yeah, I'm going off the beaten path. I'm going to go a little PRA under. I'll tell you why. Talk to me about why you like the Clippers and the points. So look, right now it looks like Kawhi and Paul George are both going to play. So this Clippers team is like relatively healthy right now. And honestly, like when those guys play, that team is a wagon. They are good. Uh, So like when you look at all the minutes and I think that's, it's really important to differentiate the Clippers, what they're doing when those two are on the floor versus what they've done over the course of the season. Because like you look at them, their defense has been exceptional. Uh, even without Kawhi. And I think that that's notable because when you add Kawhi in, the defense becomes like God tier. Um, but like with with Kawhi on the floor, the offense is kind of flourishing a bit. And they're, they've got about 500 and like 600 possessions with Kawhi and Paul George on the floor. And they're plus 15.5 in those possessions. Now, just to compare that to the Boston Celtics. Uh, so it's 15.5 over the course of 100 possessions, right? Compared to the Boston Celtics, you're looking at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. 
they've got basically three times the sample size, but they are a plus 5.6 when that combo is on the floor. So those are two like superstar combos. Clippers has been exceptional. I think they've been a lot better. And one of the things is too, when those two guys are on the floor, Paul George and Kawhi, they're only allowing 100.5 points per possession for hundred possessions, which would be in the 99th percentile of all lineups. So I really like this spot. I think that maybe they can slow down Boston just enough and Boston's defense, although it's been getting better, it hasn't necessarily been top tier like it was last year. They're relying a little bit more on the offense. So I think at six points, you're getting a full two possessions here. And I love this spot for the Clippers. And I think you can even play a little money line at like plus 220. Um, but I, I think that this is uh, this is a great spot for the Clippers. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting spot. This is a third. It's going to be their third game in four days. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting when I was breaking down because I was looking at the same game with uh, the Zubach PRA. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Boston um, now, at least as of late, is a little more unpredictable than they were earlier in the year. They were yeah. they were steamrolling night in, night out earlier in the year. Now it's been a little bit more of a crapshoot just on the day to day. All right, I like it. I'm not mad at. It. I can't as right. my, as our guy Jay Money says. I can't talk you off that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into my Zubac. Uh, under PRA, yeah. under 19 and a half, minus 115 right now out in the market across the board. Now let's just go over some of these, some of these numbers percentage-wise on the year. Under 10 and a half boards, 52.9% of the time, essentially 53% of the time. Hasn't had a double double all year. And he's right at the 50% mark on over 19 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Now, a big part of this cap and why I like this spot is because Time Lord Robert Williams is coming off his best game of the year off the bench the other night. 21 minutes, he had 15 boards, 11 points, made an impact on the defensive end where he where he does most of his damage. I loved how he looked the other night, 21 points off the bench. I believe he'll get 25-plus coming into yeah. this matchup. I just don't see him scoring a lot. Now, I, I'm not I'm, – I'm a little nervous, and if you've been watching – the Clippers and Zubats, he's kind of off and on. He'll have monster games. Yeah. Like there, there, well, there was a game earlier this year. He had 31 and 29. And then a couple games after that, seven points, four rebounds. So it's kind of hit yeah. or miss. I really like this spot for him to come a little short of the 19 and a half number. They played Boston at home a few weeks ago on uh, December 12th. And he finished with eight total points, rebounds, and assists. I don't see why that would change a lot in this matchup. Also, we know about Horford. He's going to pull Zubac away from the basket, making him stretch a little bit more than he feels comfortable. That's going to pull him away from the basket, pull him away from rebounds. I really like the the, the matchup and the and the numbers here. Because what, what I'm looking at, just even on a season-long viewpoint, he's coming, He's he's hitting this spot at a 50% clip. This is not the best matchup for him to go over this number. That's why I'm adding up all the points, rebounds and assists. If 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 he has a if he has a big night on the glass, 11 12 boards, I don't see him scoring very many buckets either. I really like this spot under 19 and a half. Third game in 4 days as I mentioned before for the Clippers and uh Zubac played 72 minutes in the last two games. So he may be a bit tired. Three games in four days here coming up. They had a game that went to overtime. He played 41 minutes in that tilt. So I look I look for Zubak to make an impact, but not typically the big impact that he makes in some of these spots. I'm looking for a letdown spot here. 
under 19 and a half for the big guy on the Clippers. How, how do you that. feel about that? I love that. And it actually goes into another of the plays that I kind of liked and it's Kawhi Leonard to go over six and a half boards. So Kawhi's minutes is, have been increasing as the season's gone on. And over the past, um, what is this? Uh, one, like eight games or so he's been over 30 minutes a game. So when he was, he was, when he first started playing, he's playing obviously like fewer minutes, but as this has gone up, he, we've really seen his rebound numbers improve and his line set at six and a half. So I think that given what I expect to be a good Clippers defensive effort to get six and a half for Kawhi, he's actually gone over this now in uh, six of seven games that he's played 30 minutes or more. So I like Kawhi to do that. And then, you know, he's obviously going to be stealing a couple boards from Zubach too. So I, I really like the play. I think the Zubach angle is good uh, on that under. Would you say this is the the best game on the slate for tomorrow? I'm really looking forward to Cleveland uh Cleveland Pacers as well. Yeah, Cleveland Pacers should be good. And, I mean, I think, honestly, we have a pretty good slate. Like, I, I'm impressed. Like, the last couple Thursdays, we've been – it's been barren out there. But yeah, this this tough. is, I think, a premier game. And it's kind of one of those games that I think we might look back on later and say, like, oh, man, like, I wonder if we'll see those two teams in the finals. Yeah, I mean, NBA TV, that's the that's the slot. So, it's so it's a bit of a, of a primetime game in this yeah. middle – middle lull spot between Christmas and New Year's as we head into 2023. Any thoughts on Memphis right now? I thought this line, this number was interesting. In Toronto right now, it sits at minus two Mm -hmm. for the Memphis Grizzlies as the small favorite. Any thoughts on that matchup? Toronto's been hit or miss all year as well. Siakam's been going nuts overall, but how do you feel about that number? Memphis has been for for as much as they talk and as much as they dance, <laughs> they 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 haven't been covering the number. They they've been losing games. They're five and four in their last ten against the spread. Five four and one. What do you think mm-hmm. about that game? I mean, honestly, I my issue with Memphis is that they were twelve and one against the spread on the road as well. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're just two and four over the past two weeks, and they're bottom five in offense over the past couple of weeks. So I think that there's some disconnect with whatever they're doing. And honestly, the thing with the Raptors is their big thing is they have so much length and not only that, but they create the, they create like their own luck. Like I think I saw the stat and it was basically that the Raptors create the most extra possessions in the NBA. And those are all like hustle related things. And if Memphis is going to be, you know, like a little cocky, like maybe not play like as hard, like that's, they're going to get cooked by this Raptors team that just doesn't quit. So I think the line stinks and it's kind of one of those you look at and you go, this, this should be Grizzlies minus two all day, but it almost like, it makes me want to take Toronto because I'm looking at that and I'm like, this is a rough spot. I think it's a bad matchup, honestly, for, for Memphis. Yeah, and and Toronto has played really well this year as an underdog, nine and six against the spread as an underdog. They're at home, so this is an interesting spot. Yeah, we. I, I believe I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I I want Memphis to be really really good in a powerhouse, and a, I, I want to take them very seriously as a team that could actually compete in the West. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff they do, it's I. I have a hard time with it. Like the comments yeah. with Ja talking about, I'm not worried about the West. And he's like 500 against the West. And he gets spanked three yeah. games and, in a row. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not like he's dominating the West. Like I'm, I'm not worried about the West. You heard what I said. I'm not worried about them. And then in the last 10, they, they can't cover the number at all. Fading them would be a very profitable spot. So I yeah. want to take Memphis seriously, but night in, night out, 
it's hard to do so. So I'm interested to see in that tilt as well. That should yeah. be fun. Another interesting game, the New York Knicks laying five, smelly, in San yeah. Antonio. Jalen Brunson questionable. He missed their his first game of the year the other that night was tough. against Dallas. They looked really good early, collapsed down the stretch. And you could tell as that game closed, they didn't know what to do on the offensive end and how to close that game. Jalen Brunson <clears> was needed immensely to close that game against Dallas. They couldn't yeah. got it. They couldn't get it done. And um it ended up being a historic night for Luka Doncic. But that's crazy. That's uh if you're looking at that game and want to bet that spot, I would highly advise waiting to see if Jalen Brunson's gonna play. Even if you miss out on a point, point and a half, I would still wait. I wouldn't try to I would not want to back the Knicks. I don't care yeah. where they are without Jalen Brunson on the floor. He's that big of yeah. a difference maker for them. Plus those guys played so many minutes. Like they played like some, like I think quickly played like 50 minutes. Like, right. I mean, McBride was over four, like they just insane minutes. So, I mean, without Brunson, this is going to be a little bit of a tougher spot. I actually would wonder if Tibbs would consider inserting some other guys, maybe into the rotation after that, but you know him, he probably won't. But I, I do like if, if Grime or, you know, Grime should play, I like him to bang a bunch of threes in this game. Um, the Spurs are bottom of the league. They're literally last in three-point percentage allowed. So if Brunson plays, I think it should open it up even more for him. And I like I like Grimes to hit some threes in this matchup. Yeah, like you said, Julius Randle played 45 minutes, quickly played 51 minutes. Quentin Grimes played 48 minutes. McBride played 46. But also, just following what you said, Grimes was 7 of 16 from three. Julius Randle was 5-11 from three. Now, I follow the Knicks closely because I work for MSG. I'm on the network side. And there has never been a time where Julius Randle shot the ball well and did not get up attempts in the next game. It's just not in his <laughs> DNA. It's That's not the type of guy he is. So no. if, if especially if you're playing a team like the Spurs that can't defend the three, Julius Randle just went five of 11. I can almost guarantee you he's at least going to get six plus attempts up yeah. from three in this next <laughs> tilt against the Spurs. Quentin Grimes has been playing out of his mind. So uh, I, yeah, I, I like that look on uh, Grimes over threes. Take a look at Randall, but that should be a spot where they at least get the attempts up. And that's all you can ask. There's nothing yeah. worse than taking a prop and you're on an over. And for example, a three point prop and it's, you need over two and a half, and the player takes two or three. It's the worst. So that's not going to get it done. But no. Julius Randle is going to get his shots up. He always does, especially coming off a, a big game like he had against Dallas, 29-18 on five of 11 from three. So be on the lookout for that. Anything else before we get out of here, J.D.? No, I'm just – it should be a good slate, and uh, I'm pretty excited for it. And, you know, last one of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Exactly right. Last one of 2022. Let's hope we cash out. To recap, JD is on the Clippers is plus six and a half. Uh, I think there might plus be six and, and a half out there. It's I think it's around six right now on FanDuel. Okay, we'll call it six for JD and the Clippers taking on the Boston Celtics, and I'm going the same game. Aviza Zubac under nineteen and a half points, rebounds, and assists right now, sitting at minus one fifteen. For Joe Delera, I am Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe to us. Check us out. On Twitter, I'm at Chicago Flow. JD's at Joe Delera. Same way in the award-winning Action Network app. Shout out our guys over at FanDuel, always holding us down. For now, we'll see you guys next time. 
Never forget it. Always get buckets, baby. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.